Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty Fantasy Football, with your hosts, John Bauer. Looking to sell everybody price-dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. Welcome back. We're a day late, but we're still here. Wednesday night, January 11th. This is Dynasty Theory. I'm still John Bauer, and that is still Dan LaMagna. What's up, Dan? Two things. Before I get to my opening statement, do we get a new theme song there in the beginning? Is that new this week? Uh, so our Manscaped promo, mm. that's come to a close. Okay. Uh, so I had to uh, change the the imagery on there, and I believe I then used the song from the weekly episode of The Pivot Point. So, ah, all right. Well, it's I new enjoy- for you. It's not new for Mitch and myself and our patrons. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it here, you know, warming up to our, our leads. And with that little pump me up music, man, it's like, can we say 65 to seven back to back? Jack, my Georgia Bulldogs going for a three peat. Go dogs. I got, you know, last year's championship swag, new swag on the way. It's becoming a habit. Um, but what, you know, when my Cowboys let me down, don't at me in our discord. Okay. I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. So I just full disclosure tonight. I'm right in the high. You never like the Cowboys anyway, right? That's at least that's if they lose. That's if yeah. they lose. Talk prepare about prepare for the heartbreak. Prepare All right, Mitch. What's up? Steelers, Lions, both missing the playoffs. You know, I was saying this before we started the show. It's good that the Lions missed the playoffs because now they were going to have to go on the road, play the 49ers, and lose by 40. So it's better now. I could be like, you know, the Lions should have been in. They could have been in the Super Bowl. But sadly... They just weren't good enough the first of the year. But next year, it's going to be good. As a Lions fan, you can't really be hopeful. So this is what I'm using to move forward. Yeah, of course. it's all They're all coping mechanisms. It's how we, we you know wake up to start our day. You know. <sighs> anyway, we're still a proud member of DLF. <laughs> Sounds like John had a rough morning. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I was messaging you guys last night, and then obviously, I'm not going to lie, it worked out for the best that something came up for Mitch because I, I could not keep my eyes open. It's I was telling Dan before the show, it's every single night. One of our kids, like I can't tell you the last time I hit my REM. And I, I like, I look like I'm on like a 30 day bender over here. Uh, so I'm, I'm just survive in advance, right? That's right. Live to fight another day i see greg in the chat i see aj what's going on tonight's episode this is going to be a fun one guys and i feel like once i start getting my energy here it might get a little heated but there are some burning quarterback questions Mm -hmm. that uh, some of them obviously they're going to be a little bit more narrative driven but we know the impact that narratives have especially during the offseason on dynasty value so i want to dive into it uh, like I said, quarterbacks, quarterbacks, more quarterbacks. We're going to start off by discussing a few of them. I'll put you guys through the cross positional and startup rapid fire involving these quarterbacks. And we'll see how we feel here, uh, kicking off the 2023 off season. Dan, I want to start with you actually. Yeah, let's start with you. <laughs> so before we get to the quarterbacks, there was a question and this is why I love having the Discord and the Patreon. Hey, come check out the Patreon. Five bucks a month. We changed it up for this month. Uh, sign up now, and then you'll get everything in the $10 tier for $5 moving forward, starting off the off season with that, that baseline there where everybody's getting the same benefits and the same content. A lot of good stuff. Tiers, weekly episode of The Pivot Point. We got the Dynasty Theory Patreon Discord, uh, just conversations nonstop. So a lot of good stuff. Of course, I have to plug it. And I'm running through rookie data. I have 21 running backs in the sheets. I have 22 wide receivers in the sheets. So we're getting deep. We're getting deep. Anyway, Dan, how are you approaching a quarterback two situation? So we're talking about super flex two quarterback leagues. How are you approaching the quarterback two situation on your rosters if you have an anchor quarterback and not much else? And the example I gave, we have, let's say, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Zach Wilson. Two huge question marks there beyond Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what are you doing? What are you looking at here? Are you looking to patchwork it together? Are you paying up? Tell the people. 
Great question. You know, I'm enamored with the quarterback position the last couple of seasons, more and more each year, just really trying to figure out this uh, NFL carousel of quarterbacks most ever played this year. Um, JB, Mitch, you guys even got me like re-ranking, going through my quarterback rankings sooner every year. Robert Morris. What's Robert Morris? Who's, who, who, what quarterback played at Robert Morris? That's where I went to school. Uh, you played quarterback? Uh, sorry, I, I, what, what was that? Did you play quarterback? I know. No, I could have. I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to figure, I'm out. figure out. John, I may have thought that was like in dentistry school, to be honest with you. <laughs> no. Right. So there's one in there's one in Chicago, I believe. But uh, this one is in Moon Township, PA, hmm. right outside of Pittsburgh, not too far. But yeah, uh, my wife got this for me for what was it? My birthday, which was a month ago. And of course, it's not up yet. So. Anyway, Dan, I'm sorry to interrupt. Man, to- totally derailed the quarterback thoughts there, you know. But that's that's cool, JB. I, we love your pennant. Your wife's awesome. We all know that. Um, so kudos to Mrs. Bauer. So quarterbacks, I need to get as many of these quarterback twos that you're talking about. And I do have a lot of those rosters with that anchor one quarterback, a Mahomes-like. And the number two could be anything. You know, I have some of them we talked about, you know, that's the – Derek Carrs that are in a little bit of limbo or, you know, or maybe, uh, you know, I had Zach Wilson and that went down the tubes or I was piecing it together with Josh Purdy or whoever it may have been down the stretch of the dynasty season. So as I go into this off season to go with that anchor quarterback, I am either planning on getting as many of those prospective quarterback twos. Cause we don't know how this landscape's playing out yet. You know, we, we, we have some free agent picture that we're going to be scoping out, you know, maybe some trades happen, who knows, but I'm going to get as many as I can either via trade Obviously, we like to draft some rookies. If there's those rosters where I don't have the, the high draft capital to get the, you know, the Strouds and the Youngs, hey, I'm going to take some flyers on my, my Stetson Bennett's of the world later on just, just to get some options on my bench. But ultimately, my roster construction is going to determine how aggressive and what I could get. You know, it's what could I draft? What could I trade with draft capital? What could I trade with the players on my roster? But ultimately, John, however I could get four, five, six quarterbacks on the roster to kind of see how the Jacoby Brissett's, the Garoppolo's, the Purdy's, the you name it, how that pans out. I want to have options. We were talking about this in the Discord, and I ran through every single team. I listed them out. And we were talking about the quarterback landscape and how many potential openings there could be. And are there enough good, viable, actual NFL-caliber quarterbacks to fill those 32 spots? And I think the answer is no, really. You know, we're looking at it right now. And of course, things could swing one way or the other. So before I turn it over to Mitch, I just want to run through these. But looking at the Jets, the Raiders, the Titans, the Colts, the Texans, I had the Seahawks just because I think Geno stays there. But let's say he's not. All right. So we have the Seahawks, Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons for the for this situation. For the 49ers, I just put Purdy or Lance. You have to believe that it's going to be one of them. And then same situation for the Packers looking at Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers, obviously, if he's still there. But then you have guys like Carr, Tannehill, Geno. Again, in these situations, they are out there in the wild now. Brady, Jimmy, Ryan Wentz, Darnold, Dalton, Jameis. And then you have Bryce Stroud, Levis, Richardson, we're going to be filling those end of the, the the end of the NFL standings there, the bottom, with some really sketchy options. And it's going to be no different than we're, we're looking at Skylar Thompson starting this week. Of course, it's because of injury. We're looking at who was the other backup? Uh, Baltimore, whoever. Richardson, is, Anthony Richardson, right? Is it Richardson or Brown? Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. Brown. Anthony Richardson's not there. Is Brown <laughs> hitting the star? Anyway, uh, so Mitch. Maybe Huntley. Are, are you looking to be a little bit more proactive in your approach and looking at these lower end quarterbacks? And again, I'm not, we're not talking about a situation where we're pivoting down from the higher end pieces. We have our anchor quarterbacks and we're using other pieces, whether it's draft capital, whether it's cross positional uh, maneuvers here, or do you want to wait a little bit and see how it plays out? Maybe pay the inflated price then, but at least we have a little bit more clarity. Yeah. I don't want a lot of these quarterbacks is my issue. And I think this is what a lot of guys fall into. Like right now, if you're, if I'm looking at the lower half of the quarterbacks, I mean, Kirk Cousins is kind of in a tier above. We kind of know what he is fantasy wise, but I'm looking at this 
Like I want someone I could trust every week fantasy. You pretty much have him. You have Daniel Jones. And I mean, I'd probably put Jared Goff up in the Cousins tier right now with how much the Lions have been talking about how he's going to be their quarterback moving forward. So after those three guys, I don't want Carr on my team. I don't want Jones. I don't want Stafford. I don't want Pickett. I don't want Gino. I don't want Rodgers. And so for me, it really narrows down what I'm trying to do moving forward this year. I want to trade for good quarterbacks. That's what I want. Because I think the easiest way you could set yourself above every single other team in the league, in your fantasy leagues, is to have two really good quarterbacks. Because there could only be one to two other teams who even can somewhat go to that approach. So if you have to overpay for one, I think that's what you have to do. If you have the 102 or the 103 in this draft, piece that with the wide receiver and try to go and get one of those upper tier uh, quarterbacks. I mean, I'm not talking about go trade for Josh Allen. Maybe get Trevor Lawrence, someone who I don't think is a top five quarterback, but someone who is ascending, very young, someone you could play weekly and actually like have faith that he's not going to just bust her out in three weeks and get replaced just like Derek Carr did this year. So it's always interesting getting varying opinions because Dan goes and mentions, Hey, I want to get four or five of these guys, my roster. I can stream them week to week. Uh, You know, people found success. Whoa. I'm going to time out. Did did I put words in your mouth? A little bit, a little bit. Cause I'm not looking to stream them week to week, John. So it's like Mitch brings up good points. So he's looking, he's, he's, he listed a lot of names and some of them, you know, that, that Danny Jones, Kirk Cousins, you know, we, we may take them. We're not exactly excited about them. They're in the top, like the QB2 category between 14 and, you know, 24 there. There's only 32 jobs in the NFL. Not oh, even. But that's tw- what we're talking about, quarterback. Well, I know, but that's- if you go super flex and we each, each team has two in a 12-team league, there's not even 24 jobs in the NFL solidified right now. And then when Mitch mentions getting those anchor quarterbacks and trying to get two of them, and I agree 100%, but there's not even in the top 12, 12 quarterbacks I'm confident in. Like Trevor Lawrence I have is probably six now, Mitch. But like, And that's my default. Like he's not there yet in the fantasy world, but like he's kind of like what Justin Herbert was in his, you know, early on. So it's slim pickings. But my point, JB, was getting four or five to hope one or two pan out. Like I just got to get quantity to land somewhere because this is there's going to be production there just like there was this year. It's just a lot has to flesh out and we don't know what that is yet. But I think the big issue then and I've seen this firsthand from some of my own teams and Mitch, you can attest to this. You, you've been in those leagues, mm-hmm. but I go that approach, Dan, and maybe I have one stronger quarterback and then I'm sitting there with a, a Stafford, a Daniel Jones, a Geno Smith uh Ryan Tannehill types and yes you're maybe one of them's going to pan out of out of that group but what was the cost to acquire those other quarterbacks what was the opportunity cost maybe you were in a startup and you weren't able to maneuver around and there wasn't a lot of activity in trading who did you pass up on to 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 take those quarterbacks because especially the leagues that we're in we see especially early in the offseason when there are question marks around half of the league's quarterback situation. I feel like those higher end quarterbacks, they get bumped up even more And those mid tier quarterbacks. They get bumped up even more. We're seeing Kirk cousins go in the third round of yeah. some 12 team super flex leagues. Uh, I I'm happy to report. I have not taken part in a startup yet. I'm staying strong boys. Dan, I, I'm team Dan. Well, I, I said, I want to spend a lot more time uh, on, on the, my current portfolio. And there's some that I really want to, uh, take my time and, and review and, and be able to pay attention to them. But we have a, a comment here from AJ. I've been trying that strategy, Mitch, using my 102. Can't get the fields, the Lords, the Tua owner to even budge without two first plus minimum. Which is fair. Is is this a situation then, Mitch, where we look at those super high end quarterback twos that we've talked about? Well, I guess not super high mid quarterback too. let let's stick with a Kirk cousins because we know what he is. If you could get a significant plus with Kirk cousins, would you potentially be looking to pivot off of that one Oh two? I think, I think a lot of people they're, they're going to be looking at their team need and they're going to be forcing the Bryce young, the, the CJ Stroud. What, what's going on over there, Dan? I'm just entertaining myself. Keep going. You're doing good. Okay. 
Listen, I I pay attention when you're talking. I'm not playing around with any pennants or anything. I'm, back I'm here. listening. I'm just making sure I have the Cowboys background. It's playoff week, JB. Go ahead. Yeah, of course. And it, it's it's a big week because then the season's going to be over. So it's a one playoff week for uh, the Cowboys, uh, and then I'm not ready for it to end, JB. I need got to get at least one win. I know. But anyway, and, and we kind of saw this last year with Kenny Pickett, and we see it with these rookie quarterbacks all the time. Sometimes it pans out, but more often than not, you might be better off going the safer route. But then you look at, well, JB, if you went the safer route with Russell Wilson, don't remind me, okay? I don't need to hear that negativity. Uh, but I think that's an opportunity. It's going to be very difficult to, to move off of a 102, 103, 104 type pick and get one of those higher-end quarterbacks. I think uh, you guys need some fidget toys. I'm, I'm all over the map. Well, J- I'm, J- all over. I'm chopping at well, the really, bit here, really quick, though. One, move that, one player that I think you could obtain, uh, somebody like Dak. And, and I think that's the case. So AJ brings up a good point. You know, he's taking the strategy that Mitch has. You know, he's trying to get one of those anchor quarterbacks and every league's different and we're all in multiple dynasty leagues you know hey if you, if you get one out of eight you got it in one league so you, so you got to try in all your leagues if you're just in one or two hey try aim for aim for the moon and the worst that happens is you land amongst the stars so you got to identify the stars next and jb says hey it's dak prescott i can't get those big guys dak might be a little bit more attainable and i think that's where we have got to evaluate because you know every season comes up and certain guys let us down and certain guys rise and surprise us so we all got to go with our guts a little bit we got to start you know forecast and hey this is the draft capital these are teams that are are showing some good momentum who do we believe in you know is it you know mitch the lions fan over there man hey jared goff is he just in the right system that they believe in him the organization's behind him hey if i could get three four years of jared goff with good production in detroit is it russ wilson you know he let you down this year jb but it doesn't mean he's gonna next year with some good coaching we saw what good coaching did for trevor lawrence sean russ Russ is already on Russ is already on that upward trajectory over these last two weeks. <laughs> the quarterback, too. So I'm what, still buying. What do we always say? You can't have take lock, right? You've, you've got to be able to adjust. And I don't think that's any different in the quarterback position. You know, maybe the, the Giants are trending up with Danny Jones. We believe Geno's going to resign again in Seattle. So th- there are some guys that are going to, you know, give you maybe a few good years that, hey, if you don't, if you want to just solidify that QB2 position, sometimes you got to settle a little bit and then maybe the stock's higher down the road and you move them and, Sometime later on, you get your Trevor Lawrence. I I certainly think that it does. You know, you could find a balance between both strategies. What Mitch is talking about, what Dan is talking about, because there are two different viewpoints there. But overall, it all comes down to your specific league, how they value quarterbacks. If you're in a league that you have to add significant draft capital to the 102 for a Fields, Lawrence, or Tua, now you're investing too much draft capital in those quarterbacks, and you're still not even getting into the Mahomes, the Allen, the Hurts, the Herbert, the Burroughs. So we're still not even in that upper, upper echelon. No disrespect to Fields, Lawrence, or Tua, but I, I think you have to find that balance. What makes sense for you if we're giving up too much draft capital to solidify these quarterback rooms that, again, not in the top five or six, that could cause an issue down the road. You know, and I've been in some startups, John and Mitch, with these two co-hosts I know that sometimes hoard quarterbacks in drafts. So, you know, they take three, four, five, six of them. So you, you got to be able to pivot. And you guys know a lot about pivoting from what I hear on uh, on the weekends. Let me, let me say, first of all, yeah, pivot all day, every day, baby. But also, Mitch, I'm thinking back to that big uh, Gold Cup League, the 60-team league, and in that draft, are you on mute? No, I'm just agreeing. I'm just, I'm just like vocally being like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so what we did in that, we took six or seven quarterbacks in the startup. Mm-hmm. And luckily, we were able to trade off of several of them because that bottom was falling quickly. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we went with that approach that Dan had mentioned, having several of them and a few of them panned out. But again, it would be interesting to go back and look, what did we pass up on in the startup? Mm-hmm. What could we have moved them for at the time that would have made sense? And you don't you don't fall victim to those landmines. So it's an interesting conversation because I, I think you both hit the nail on the head in certain regards, looking at it from going high end, using the draft capital that you have uh, package, packaging up, or 
looking at various quarterback twos and seeing if you can find somebody that helps you out along the way. And JB, we're talking a lot about the higher end. We're talking a lot about the middle tier. And then again, is wanting to get depth and get more options on the plate. I think you go to that next tier where you look at San Francisco as maybe the, the end of, I don't, know, I don't know what tier you want to call them, but Garoppolo's got to go somewhere. Lance still has question marks. Purdy is becoming a real thing. You know, John offered me a second round pick for him, which I rapidly declined. But so, so John, maybe we're thinking alike, you know, something's got to, got to give there. And then, you know, guys that I don't really like, but someone's going to give them a chance or they're going to be in a good backup situation with an opportunity. If someone gets hurt, the Jacoby Brissett's, the Andy Dalton's, the Sam Darnold's, the Baker Mayfield's, Desmond Ritter, Jameis Winston. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are, wanting to play so i think it's good to stash a couple of them on your bench as well i'd rather move off of 90 percent of those guys than than stash them on a deep dynasty bench you don't want a guy that could potentially be a starter or a great handcuff for a guy that gets hurt when we just had like 60 some different nfl quarterbacks play this year if i'm lumping them into the four or five or six guys like sure if they're going to be an end of the bench guy fine great if my if my bench is deep enough but trying to rely on them. I mean, here's my issue. Who said, you, rely, you, who said rely on them? Mitch, he's putting words in my mouth tonight. Okay. Like, you know, well, well, I'm saying well, they have value is what I'm saying. It, it took 21 minutes for you two to get into it. It took a little while longer tonight. I expect better, but... Do you want do you want to start Andy Dalton even if he does start? No. Who said I want to start Andy Dalton? I said I want options on my roster instead of these ocean bottom players that you're taking, JB. You're trying to steal my ocean bottom strategies. Who am I taking? Well, you're obviously not taking these quarterbacks with some potential to start. I wouldn't mind Andy Dalton this year on my roster. He he was very helpful for dynasty rosters this year in certain cases. When you need He's a bi week player, you got injuries, and you know, all this, you know all that happened that this year. Well, believe it or not, there are more exciting things to talk about today than Andy Dalton. <laughs> we spend 20 minutes talking about these quarterback twos. One thing I will say: additional context, the. 23 second that I offered Dan for Brock Purdy was the 214 in a 14 team super flex league. So it wasn't a, a mid second, a 12 team league. Obviously, there was some additional context that I wanted to provide. It was low ball me, Mitch. I could see it. Yep. I blasted out a bunch of uh, two thirds for him. And it's well, okay. You know, I asked Dan, I, or asked John today to you know, send me a trade and be like, you know, this is going to be really good to talk about on the show. And guess what? I didn't hear a word. Listen, no. but between when uh, I'm going to let everyone full disclosure, Monday, Tuesday, I go into the office. Now, Wednesday, I'm at home navigating through my work schedule with the two little maniacs that I call my kids is it's something it's a sight to behold. OK, so going between the, the discord work, the kids who I, I love dearly. You know, I, let's not take that out of context, but, but I, and, and I'm in the sheets. I just told you I got 43 rookies in there. All right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have time necessarily. Look at, look at what I can send you. Your two other important kids are feeling neglected here, John. Little you know, bit. Like, don't, don't forget about the rest. We of try your, to do it for the show, here. but what can we do? Yeah. It's all right. I know. Well, we'll get to it eventually. Mitch. Yep. We see the narrative running wild to a tongue of Aloha. Is there any concern for you that he steps away from football this offseason? No. I don't think he's actually going to step away. But the narrative is what matters here. So I don't want him on my rosters because of the sheer fact. What if something bad? Like, I don't, I'm not wishing it. What if he has another concussion? What happens to his trade value at that point? It's already hard enough to trade him because believe it or not, I've tried to trade him off a few rosters because I'm trying to pivot to just some other quarterbacks. But the problem is all it's going to take is one more concussion and no one's going to want to trade for him. And so that's the problem is to where I believe he's going to play. He's going to play next year. Hopefully he plays for 15 more years and he's as good as he was this year because I've already admitted I've made a huge mistake not valuing him high enough this past offseason. But the worry is always going to be there now with, I would say, 50, 60% of the managers that are in your league. They're going to be like, no, I can't trust him. He has concussions. We have seen players quit over these concussions before. And so it's why I just can't. I'm not willing to buy into him for any reason. And then 
I'm looking to move off of him because I think I could get those same stats from other players that don't have that looming over their heads. Dan, you have the red flag. I don't know if you're going to throw it or if you're just grasping it, holding it tight. What's the what's the that new those new insurance commercials that must watch Dynasty Theory and, and, and have incorporated the challenge flag into the commercials? You know the dad that's oh, afraid of the that spider. And, is it, I don't know who it is, but I enjoy them. Should I challenge you, Mitch? Do you want uh, the challenge, Mitch? Uh, you can. Uh, you'll be wrong. You'll lose this one, but it's oh, okay. Oh, I threw the challenge for that flag, JB. JB, right, let's, let's do, do, do you hear Mitchell here? Now, Mitchell was like anti Tua at one point. Then he's all high on Tua, and, and now now he's a he's, he's a worry wart. You know, he's he's like Mrs. Sorensen. You know, normally the ladies that worry. No, it's Mitch instead. So I need to talk to the misses at some point, Mitch. You're worrying too much. Okay. So my, my answer is, heck no, I'm not worried about it. Troy Aikman had like eight concussions, nine concussions. Then he retired and said concussions had nothing to do with it. This year, I'm concerned. Right now, I'm concerned because, and the, yes, the narrative is there. It's like an injury. It needs time to heal. And I don't think Miami's handled it well. And he hasn't had time to heal. And, and, and it's sad because Miami's in the playoffs now. And I think they're doomed this week. Um, you know, but he's going to heal. He's going to have a good offseason. I think if you buy him low now, you buy him. Because I think he has a ton of years left. And people are so afraid now i think now's the buy now window now to your point mitch if i have him i'm not going to trade him low now but i'm going to hang on to him miami's going to have a good off season he's going to be throwing touchdowns to tyreek hill and jalen waddle again and lighten it up at certain points next year and at that point i'll move him and get more for him i do think there's some some concerns with tua but it's not about career ending in the next year or two concerns so i'm on board give me some tua if i have him I'm not saying I wouldn't want to move him, but I'm not giving him away, and he's not not going at a discount. Nobody's talking about giving him away, but Mitch also wants to give him away. You, Mitch, you want to give him away? What would what is his current value? John, say what quarterback does he kind of match up with? I haven't looked at your tiers or anything. Give me one. I, I actually another thing that I did today add to the list. Holy cow! I like. I mean, he's probably a top twelve it, dynasty quarterback, right? He's he's right there, he he's right at twelve uh, on KTC Fantasy Calc. He, he's right there. So, so that's pretty good. Why would you not want that on your roster? Okay, so what? I'm not saying you, JB. Would I rather have Mitchell Tua Sorenson. or Kirk Cousins? You give Tua. me Kirk Cousins today, I'll take him. Ah, oh, JB, come on, uh, that's JB. a little that's JB. a little too low for me. That's a little See, too JB, low for me. That's my point. JB. I think it's what it's going to take to move him, though. Like, believe me, I've been the one that's tried to trade him over the last few days. So now's not the time to trade him, Mitch. You got to hold him and wait. I don't want to hold the him. Va- the value will rise like early next season. Can I can I say though one complaint I have, and Dan, I I can appreciate you Uh-oh. turning the clock back, and I can appreciate your Cowboys fandom. Troy Aikman retired in the year two thousand, right after Y two K. All right, <laughs> the the game has changed. The way people are focusing on concussions has certainly changed. Tua has been in concussion protocol now for 17 days. I can't remember. I I can't remember another player being in concussion protocol for going on three weeks when his team is in the wild card round of the playoffs. So I I like Tua. I I think he, he's a warrior, right? He comes back from the injury uh, in Alabama. Is he ever going to play? You know, I like him. I think there's a lot of passion there, but there is going to be. I, I I side with Mitch in terms of, and let me let me get it out before you throw the flag at my face. <laughs> I, I side with Mitch in terms of. I I like those liquid assets, right? And that was something that obviously a completely different situation, but. One of my concerns with acquiring somebody like Deshaun Watson for off the field reasons was I thought that because of that, you would automatically limit your potential trade partners if you were ever looking to move him. Is that the case? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Hedge, hedge, hedge. I Oh, I, I like that. Throwing some things up on the screen. But, <laughs> but you know, with, with Tua... It is going to be in the back of people's minds. Not just is he going to retire, because I don't think he retires. I, I I think that is overblown. You know, I don't want to say I don't want to say anything's impossible. So let's say hedge, hedge, hedge. two two to five percent chance, right? 
Listen, you keep saying, oh my God, you guys drive me nuts. You, I, you, you are worse than my kids. <laughs> How old was I when I had you two? That's what I want to know. Um, but, you know, do I think he retires? No. But let's say he goes out there week one next year, week two, week three, and has a concussion. Mm-hmm. What what happens then? You not only uh, like oh the doom and gloom tonight on the show. <sighs> no 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 no. I always like to talk about the potential range of outcomes, and I talked about what I thought his the chance was that he walked away this off season, minimal but not zero. But we have to talk about the potential for re-injury. This dude's had three concussions this year, so there there's got to be something. And Dan, maybe you can talk on this. I don't know, but. Uh, there's got to be something with, is it the way he plays, the way he hangs under the, something's going on there. I think it's a combination of he hasn't had a chance to heal. I mean, a concussion's like an injury. It hasn't had a chance to heal. He's had some hard luck. He's fallen some hard ways. And I do think Miami just hasn't handled him well. But I think he's going to have an offseason to heal. I think Lady Luck's going to be a little more on his side next year. And I think he's going to be fine. I really do. Um, So, no, no doom and gloom here. I'm, 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 I'm rolling with Tua. I think he's gonna be healthy, fine. Too much drama for me, JB. Too much drama. All right. So, Mitch, with that Kirk Cousins conversation, you made it very clear you're not acquiring him at cost. No, no, there's no way. If his cost is over the 102 and the 103, there's no chance I'm gonna do that. So, if you can get quarterback 12 prices, you're out. He's gone. Someone offers me the 102 or the 103 today, and I and you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of the rookies in this draft. I would move him in a second. That was actually one of the trade polls that popped up in our Discord, and it was 103 or Tua. And I said, if it were me, because the number of leagues I have, my minimal exposure to Tua overall, I would I would take Tua over the 103. This person came in and said, well, I'm in five leagues. This would be my third share. So 60% exposure. I I mean, strictly value, it's Tua. I, I think it is. But, but I mean, you're going to have a lot more potential trade partners with that 102 or 103 as opposed to Tua. But if you remove all of this concussion stuff, this is a completely different conversation. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. We're not even having the conversation. Then. No, we wouldn't. He would, would be a, healthy, a locked would in a healthy top Tua, 10 quarterback. Would a healthy Tua retire this offseason? That would make for a thrilling conversation. You know, I think I'd rather gamble on his health, looking at he's in a good system, he's with great talent around him. It should only get better with, with a good if they have a good offseason versus gambling on, you know, maybe a fragile Bryce Young who may be undersized and you know, we all the uncertainty of who drafts him, and it's probably gonna be a bad team because it's gonna be someone that takes him higher. I think there's a better chance of Tua winning your league and, and giving you some good years. And then to your point, Mitch, hey, when there's opportunities to get out, you get out. But. Yeah, I mean, if you're on Dan's line of thinking here, the only thing you really need to do is pick up his backup. And if you do that, sure. and if Tua does have another concussion scare next season, that backup quarterback's probably going to be playing a lot of games and he's probably going to give you – 70% of the points that what Tua gave you. And so, you know, I don't think it'll be Teddy Bridgewater again. It'll be yeah, say, unless it's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, match. he exactly. burnt me this out. This, yeah, uh, but post-season. I mean, that's how I would attack it is if I had, I normally don't go out and get handcuffs with my quarterbacks because I think it's kind of easy to go out and get one of those kind of backs. But if I had Tua, that's what I would do. Well, Dan, I want to put you through the rapid fire right now then. I was going to save it for all three skipping of these quarterbacks at the end fire. of the show. Okay. What was that? I said we're skipping a rapid fire. Okay. No, I'm hitting you with rapid fire right off the bat. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're skipping to it. You're, you know, but go, go ahead. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't you know. You always go out of about. order of the show notes, JB. You throw me. Well, because whenever in. the mood strikes me, I, I switch things up. Is that okay? what you say to Mrs. Bauer? There's so many ways. Like, how do we answer this? Answered, and you, Uh, you took. Listen, I run a, uh, I run a nice PG show over here. I didn't say anything beyond PG. I'm not getting myself in trouble here. So anyway, would you, Dan, 
Uh, Dak or Tua? Dak. Tua or Watson? Tua. Tua or Lance? Tua. Tua or Kyler? Rapid. Kyler. Tua or Fields? Fields. Okay. So, I mean, really, it it seems like you are fairly in line then with that quarterback 12 price. Mm -hmm. Now, if if I could go cross positionally, and Mitch, I'm going to include you in this because maybe it will change a little bit here getting away from the quarterbacks. Mitch, Tua or Drake London? 12-team super flex. I hate that offense. I'll go Tua. Like, I don't want to, but. Dan, do you go Tua as well? It's tough, JB, because there's no context to your question. What your roster needs. Like, I'm going to normally take two in a startup draft before London because that's the way I'm building my roster. But if I could have stronger quarterbacks, I hate to, I, I do believe in Drake London. So two is my answer, JB. But for the listeners, that yeah. could change depending on the context of a draft, a trade, how you're building your roster. Yeah, I would say 99% of the time I'm taking Tua, I think. Tua or Sean Tucker? I already know. Tua. Tua. Tucker. Tua. Dude, I love Tucker. So, so just so everybody knows, JB went through and made we have like this whole rookie draft spreadsheet thing, right? And So I went through and I've been watching the running backs. I actually have all 22 film, which is really cool to watch. Um, I love Sean Tucker. Like... You watch him, and like the one thing that jumps off the page is you're like, that dude's a running back. There's other guys you watch in college now, and you're just like, he could probably be a slot wide receiver. You watch Sean Tucker, and you're like, yep, that dude's going to do very well in the NFL. So, uh, and, and I said 99% of the time, I'm, I'm going to take two, uh, I think, 100% of the time. Take yeah. notes, Mitch. I'm o- a, I'm over a, Drake London. Sean Mitch, Tucker, I'll move him up in the film study here. Now, I already know what's going to happen. Because you know I like Tucker. I like Tucker a lot. You do. Yeah. And you're going to be sitting there saying, I love him. I love him. Look at him. Boom, boom, boom. And then he's going to go into the NFL. He's going to bust. And I'm the one that's going to take the heat. It happens every year with somebody. (laughs) Anyway, Mitch, Tua or Jamison Williams? Uh, Tua. Wow. Dan? Unloyal Detroit fan there. But same, same thing as London for me. I mean, it's Tua. but Mitch, Tua. Or Devontae Adams? No, Tua. You can't move Adams. You might not be able to move Tua. That's true. They could both, you know, be on your roster until they retire next year. Closer, but still Tua. I'm taking Tua over these receivers that it looks like they're valued somewhat similarly. So, you know, obviously now would not be the time to to look to move Devontae Adams. But overall... uh, Mitch, DeAndre Swift or Tua? Oh, DeAndre Swift. Really? Uh-huh. Dan? Because so I you're worried about injuries, but you're not worried about made a glass. Because Swift. I know uh, no, he has made a glass. I don't want him on my team next year, but I know I can move him. Like I know there's gonna be a value bump at some point for Swift. I'll take Tua and his value bump that's coming, Mitch. <laughs> All right. Uh and then one more here. Najee Harris. Mitch? Uh, I was reading comments, but it's definitely not Najee. If the Steelers improve that O-line, I might drink the Najee Kool-Aid again next year. So what is your answer? So So, so it's it's probably going to be Najee. I'm still taking two. So maybe I need to go to a shopping. Maybe you should. I need to get my fishing rod out, see if I land some leagues with you that I will send you some Tua trades. Well, it might just sit then. It might just sit. <laughs> exactly. Because listen, I got a lot going on, man. Obviously. And I'm the only person in the world that's busy. Nobody else is busy. <sighs> anyway. All right. So Tua, no concern over retirement. Again, it's a narrative that that people are going to push. And I think a lot of it's going to be social media driven because they know it gets clicks. And guess what? I'm going to put out a clip of this episode on YouTube. Just this Tua segment. And the title is going to be, is Tua retiring? <laughs> See if it gets us five extra clicks or so. All right, Dan. Ooh. Ooh. Tiny Tim over there. Kyler Murray. What are you doing with him? Because right now, 
it sounds Dan like Dan and his zero shares. What are you doing with him? <laughs> it sounds like the timeline there. He's probably going to be on the pup list to start the 23 season. How long does that go into the season? And when he is healthy and available, are there any uh, after effects there? Is he going to be as mobile as he was? Do they even play him? They're going to have a new coach, new general manager. Hey, well, let's let him rest because our team's garbage. We're, we're halfway through the season. We're not making a push here. So what do you, what are you looking at here with Kyler Murray? Yeah, I think I got some good notes here and, and some, some strong feelings as Mitch knows, as he mentions, you know, zero shares. Um, I would not expect him to have the same explosion when he returns, not right away. Um, we've seen it take time for players. You know, if we're looking at the quarterback position, Dak Prescott's a great example. You know, he didn't run when he came back really. And, you know, I watch every single Dallas game. He's starting to run more now, but he, he's not quite as, you know, a runner like he was before, but has gotten better over time. So I don't expect that right away. I mean, same thing, other positions, Michael Gallup doesn't have that explosion right away yet. I think Gallup will be better next year. Chris Godwin even says, Hey, I, I don't have that same, you know, kind of burst yet getting better every week. So it takes time. So I think by 2024, you'll see the old Kyler, um, you know, am I acquiring them? at cost moving my cost like i do have zero shares and that's for a reason so i am always moving kyler i have always moved kyler until i have a reason to buy will we have a reason to buy in the future maybe you know let, let, let's see if they could get that head coach gm you know the the direction of this organization better but right now dysfunctional arizona the size of kyler health have all been reasons for me to always pass sell and uh this current situation does not help you know what? B Hart in the chat says narrative season. And we did this episode a few years ago, Mitch. So much fun. I think well, I, I think I want to do it again maybe next week, yeah. but uh like a running back narrative episode. And I'm gonna spit narratives at you guys and you can say you know fact or fiction and then get mm -hmm. into it or something. But it is, it's narrative season, and I feel like the narratives uh oh B Hart, don't jump the gun here. That's our grand finale conversation here. <laughs> Uh, he says bears drafting Bryce, right? Well, slow down and then, man. Slow down. And then AJ says, he's very interested to see who comes in as the head coach and offensive coordinator, co uh, offensive coordinator, tongue twister in Arizona. So it, it is going to be interesting, Mitch. I, you've made your thoughts on Kyler Murray fairly well known. And I, overall really like it's, it is an injury. It's going to linger into the 23 season. What's that team going to look like? I, I'd be shocked if they were good. I think there's going to be some growing pains there. And if they're not competing halfway through the season or five, six weeks into the season, why not let Kyler really be fully healthy? So with all that said, I based on his price, I am lower than consensus on Kyler. And I know, Mitch, you, you're lower, but that's like low, 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 low. I mean... Let's just take Kyler out of it, okay? You tell me we have a quarterback who relies on his rushing ability, not rushing all the time, but his athletic ability to do his job as the quarterback. Um, that quarterback wrecks his knee, and he's not going to come back for a while in the season. When he comes back, more than likely, he's not going to be as athletic as he was. Um, it's an older team with older weapons. They've already said they want to move DeAndre Hopkins. And you're going to tell me that this guy is going to all of a sudden be a pocket passer for a little while until his mobility comes back. I don't care if it's Kyler. I don't care who you're telling me. I don't want that kind of quarterback. And so it just happens to be the one. I, see, the reason why I brought up Sean Tuck, because I want to be like, hey, I do like some players in the NFL, even though John always accuses me of hating every player. Like, I just don't like bad ones. And so it's not really my fault. We all know when Mitch is out on a player, he would sell for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel like about Kyler Murray, like Mitch did about DeAndre Swift. Like like before when I took him in the rapid fire over to a part of that was I always feel like I can move Kyler. You know, we, we were in a startup last year and I took I did take Kyler. I drafted him. I had like pick 103 or something. I don't know if it was our Champions League or whatever it was. And I think I ultimately did trade him maybe for two or Dak or somebody, but I drafted him, even though I didn't want him, because I feel how Mitch, we, we feel the same, but I knew his value is there and I can move him. So that's how I feel about him. But, you know, moving Nuke, the direction of this organization is really interesting, Mitch, because mm -hmm. like Nuke still has great football left in him. He may not be, a, you know, 
he may be a declining dynasty asset, but he is still a guy that could win football games and win fantasy leagues short term. So if Kyler loses that and then, you know, what does he have? It's, it's really going to be interesting to watch Arizona. Although I do think their coaching staff can improve because I don't think King, King, Kingsbury was a good head coach. Yeah. The way I'd be looking at this, and obviously it works better if you have a larger portfolio of leagues, but if I had Kyler Murray roster today, I'd be looking to move him at that quarterback 10 price that I think a lot of people would feel comfortable having him at. Mm -hmm. And then as the 23 season approaches, especially if Pup is on the radar to start the season, hey, I, I want points. I think it's going to shift a little bit and Kyler's price is going to be maybe not necessarily a buy, but at least a little bit more neutral. So if you are a Kyler fan longer term, then that's going to be the time to acquire. I don't think you go out and acquire him today, especially if there is any potential, Hey, Sean Payton might be, might be going there. I almost called him Gary Payton for a second. I don't know if Gary Payton's showing up in Arizona anytime soon. But Sean Payton's the one thing that would attract me if that became official. Like if that became official, I'd be like, hmm, okay, I'm I'm listening now. Yeah. And I think that's gonna be the case for a lot of people. And that's why there's kind of that glimmer of hope right now. And then what if there is a speedy recovery? What if he doesn't start on the pup list? This is just me speculating. You know, I oh JB, the 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 gentleman that works in commercial real estate said, this is the prognosis. Cause clearly, you know, I have my medical degree. And, uh, and although I agree with Mitch that, uh, you know, and you, John, like, you know, now's not the time I don't want to acquire him, but is that the time to buy him? Like if you believe into the Sean Payton narrative and, you know, Ben said before, Hey, it's narrative season. And it is, but it, I'm always riding that narrative. I don't buy into all the Twitter narrative and I'm not like hooking in, but I'm trying to form my own narrative to help my rankings for next year. And if I think Sean Payton's going to Arizona, I'm more interested in Arizona players than I would be prior. So do you get them thinking, Hey, that could happen. Cause once Sean Payton signs there, you probably ain't getting them as cheap. But it's like Mitch said, it's not like he, it's not like Kyler Murray just was underperforming and he's healthy. And now we get the spice of life in Sean Payton. It's also a five foot 10 quarterback who relies on his legs for a lot of his production losing probably losing one of the best receivers in DeAndre Hopkins. And then do they look to shop Zach Ertz? Is mm -hmm. James, James Conner on the move potentially? Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a really rough 23 season. When we go through our 23 projections, Mitch, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. Trey McBride with oh, 160 targets or something like that. That's how no, I see it going. Don't get me too excited over And here. Greg Dorch. All right. So Mitch. Mm -hmm. Kyler or Dak? Dak. And listen, it's a lot of the same names here because a lot of these guys want to spend time. We talked about those lower-end quarterback to use to start off the episode, mm -hmm. but now we're talking about Tua, Kyler Murray, and then we're going to talk about Justin Fields, all relatively in that same tier for a lot of people, not necessarily us. But So you have Dak there. Kyler or Tua, Mitch? Dan, don't worry. I'm going to come over to you. Kyler over Tua. Kyler or Watson? Watson. Kyler or Lance? Kyler, I guess. And then any of these guys over Kyler. Not in no no cop out answers like I usually give. Well, I prefer this guy at his current price. Don't pull a John, okay? Yeah. Uh so would you take any of these guys over Kyler straight up? Pickett, Daniel Jones, Goff, Cousins. Yeah, that's good. Nope. I would uh, Personally, try to move Kyler and get something added to Jones or Goth, and I'd be more than happy. But right. no, I, I could trade him straight up for those guys. Okay. Save you the rapid fire. I think I agreed with Mitch on it. everything except for maybe the Watson one. I would, I would mm -hmm. take Kyler over Watson. You would still take Kyler, and and is that due to just the upside in Kyler as well as the Peyton narrative, or is that just being down on Watson, especially what we saw here in the twenty two season? Yeah, I was kind of waiting for it for Watson. I just didn't see it. You know, I didn't see any improvement game over game. And, yeah, I'm a little bothered by the offseason, you know, the off-field stuff. Right, Cle right. Cleveland, I've got some concerns. So I'm just leaning on, on Kyler's ceiling a little bit more, and I'm just going to be patient. All right. Mitch, Kyler 
or Kenneth Walker, 12-team Superflex? Kenneth Walker. Dan? Walker. Kyler or Barkley? Dan? Barkley. Barkley. Mitch, Travis Etienne, or Kyler Murray? Oh, Travis Etienne. I love Travis Etienne. He's the guy next season, so real quick before Dan chimes in, that the redraft guys are going to love. He's going to be like, this is the back that's going to break Dynasty or DFS, whatever. I hope he is because remember that box of autograph rookie cards I got last yeah. offseason? Yeah. He was one of them. I like it. Uh, was he? I don't know. I got a T. Higgins one in one of those boxes. I don't know what to do with it. But I'll I'll trade you something for him. I think I got to trace Sarman <laughs> and Sam Ellinger. <laughs> uh, cool, anyway. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Kyler. Okay. So it, it looks like overall, I I don't think there's anything too crazy. Uh, for me, personally, I'm taking anything down to the 104 straight up over Kyler. I'm taking Tua, Watson, and then all the quarterbacks above. I have Kyler lumped in there with Trey Lance right now, even though there's certainly question marks there, and that's kind of that question mark tier right there. And then below that, it starts to get a little dicey at times. So overall, uh, you know, I, w- I would love to hear some comments on comment on the video and hit that like and subscribe button, guys. Oh, no, uh, we did it. But I, I did the I did the the, the voice uh, you did yeah the sarcastic voice like I don't care what people do I don't care <laughs> all right yes you do <laughs> Dan yeah I, I thrive off of subscribers all right Dan Justin Fields the Bears have secured the first overall pick in the twenty three NFL draft thanks to the incompetence of the Houston Texans do they go Bryce Young. Do they shop Justin Fields? Do they do they get uh, an absurd return for that first overall pick and build around Justin Fields? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I want to be rational here, but you know it is the Chicago Bears, so anything is possible. But if we're thinking along the lines of what we would hope would be a well thought out front office. I think they will definitely, and they should, a good organization would heavily discuss this and, and really weigh, you know, what is available at quarterback and what they have in Justin Fields. They should know better than anybody else what they have in Justin Fields. Um, but I would lean or say, no, they're not going to draft a quarterback. Um, you know, again, unless there is some surprise in trade that shocks the fantasy world. But Justin did really come into his own this season. Um, I'm interested to see if the dysfunctionally inherited Bears, because they really, they're past GM really left them a, a hot mess. Um, and I'm not really confident where they're at right now, you know, trading a second round pick for Chase Claypool and, 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 and the some 30 of the second overall pick for Chase Claypool. Oh, that's brutal. You know, and, and letting an elite linebacker and Roquan Smith go. And I, I just really concerned about the direction of this organization. So I, I have a lot of concern and I'm going to be watching really closely this off season to see if they're an organization that could build around him to keep him healthy. You know, do you really invest in the O-line? Do you invest in getting him the weapons he needs? Because he had no one to throw to last year, and it is a guy that I'm really concerned about his throwing. I mean, similar to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, where we've watched, you know, Lamar still really not evolve as a passer. You know, maybe there was little glimmer of hope when he had Bateman and Andrews and everybody there, but it just really hasn't come together, and we're seeing these running quarterbacks get injured. Um, so there, there's a lot of risk baked in you roll your eyes jb but there's a lot of risk baked in between the organization between health there's a lot of pocket passers that are injured too (sighs) yeah but and there is elevated here when you watch these games and they're taking these hits and he's taking a lot of hits i mean i watched every bears game because every dfs lineup i had every week i'd I'd play about five lineups and i always take a justin fields lineup because that ceiling is so high and he, he did win millie maker lineups this year but as I watched those Bears, because I invested, I put my dollars where my my faith was in him. Man, he took licks a lot more than those pocket passers, JB. I mean, he was limping, gimping. He struggled. He was in pain. He, he's a tough kid, man. I respect him, but there there is some risk. But uh, so that's all I'm saying, JB. I'm just saying there's some risk, and uh, I I need to see the Bears do some good things around him. I will roll the dice on him. I like him more than the quarterbacks that we talked about tonight, but. Uh, Bears, Bears, please help us, Chicago. 
there is no concrete evidence to support the fact that Russian quarterbacks get injured on a higher rate than pocket passers. JB, sure. is, is there more evidence when Byron Pringles, one of your top receivers, and you have no one to throw to, and you have to run all the time? I do think there's a thing to where well, certain players know how to evade hits better than other players, and Justin Fields doesn't do well at evading hits. Yeah. I oh, mean, that, that's, that's fine. He gets lit up, but no, I don't think he's more prone than anyone else, but his playing style does lead to getting lit up more than someone like even Lamar. When Lamar gets hit, he doesn't get hit like Justin Fields does. And, and I think that's my point, John and Mitch, to I really like the Chicago Bears to help this kid out because don't you agree? Like he kind of has to take those hits almost. Not that he has to, Mitch, but like for the Chicago I, Bears to win a game this year, he had to sell out. So here's my one thing. We say this about Justin Fields a lot. Daniel Jones had just as bad as wide receivers as Justin Fields had. I mean, he did have Barkley. But isn't he much better coached? He's uh, tremendously better coached. Is he? Like they protected. So are we completely giving up on the bears coaching staff there? I need, but we're talking, we're talking about a coach of the year candidate in Brian Dable as we should without a doubt. And, but so we're giving Dable all the credit and nothing to do with Jones. So are we saying that fields needs to get a better coach to get better then? So is there any, well, it, but I that's mean, the it, thing, right? If the coaching is staying the same, why are we going to buy into but, it for next year? But, if that's but I don't the know if only just, reason why he's going to move forward. I think front office has a little bit more to do with it because I, I give their coach credit. Like the first six games of the year, we're all scratching our head. Where, where's the Justin Fields potential that we had? And their coach made great adjustments. But that front office has to stop trading, you know, second round picks for uh, dead receivers and giving away your elite linebacker. And like, and what they did with that old line going into the season was just, we knew it was going to be a train wreck. So unlike New York where they built around, they're building around Daniel Jones. They didn't get all the pieces this year, but they protected him. They managed the offense. He didn't have to do all of what Justin Fields had to do to win games. It's very true. That's a, very good way to lay it out. Do we have any faith the Bears are going to be doing this for Justin Fields moving forward? Which is my point. I, I need to see that this <laughs> offseason. Yeah, I need to get some things right. Something. It's hard because his I think he definitely improved as a quarterback this year. But Fair. the wide receiver talent was so bad like you kind of have to grade him on a scale. But at the same time, I don't think he improved at all as a passing quarterback. I mean, there was a time to where, like, John and I had the over on his 18-touchdown passing prop. And I'm like, it's not going to make it. And he ended up getting really close to it. But there was a time I thought he was going to finish with, like, 10 passing touchdowns. It didn't hit. Yeah, no, it I'm didn't just, hit. I'm just seeing that. No. Um, but you, you, there, there was a year-over-year -year improvement. Was it a drastic jump? No. But that's also taking into account the first X amount of games where that offense it was just not even bad. It was horrendous. It was atrocious. And then they had their mini buy and they kind of bounced back a little bit and let Justin Fields do Justin Fields things. But I, I think it's a combination of things there. But I want to get this back to what do the Bears do with that first overall pick? Again, I don't want to talk in absolutes. I, I, and again, we're going to see that a lot. Well, this they're is drafting. What... No, they're drafting Will Anderson. If they're Agreed. at 101, they're taking Will. And I will, if I could put a bet on that, on like, I could get out of it when the Bears trade. But if they right. don't they're... trade, Will Anderson will be on the Bears. Uh, so I I firmly believe, though, if they keep that pick, they're they're not taking a quarterback no should they like dan said should they do their due diligence mm -hmm. absolutely and i had no issue with what they they said there there was a quote they said if we're blown away with a quarterback i i have no issue with that that comment yeah. and justin field shouldn't either Lions you know, said the same thing about golf they were like golf's right. our quarterback but we're gonna turn over every stone and try to improve our team I, that's what good franchises do like if 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 Channing Tatum comes to my front door and says to my wife, "You want to hit the road?" Yeah, upgrade. Yes, <laughs> first overall pick, Channing Tatum. <laughs> Improve the offense around you. Uh, but no, I I think we saw enough from Justin Fields. 
Now, here's the thing. Like, you, you take a quarterback at 101 and you move Justin Fields. I think people are being very unrealistic out on those streets, those Twitter <laughs> streets of what people, of what teams are going to send to them for Justin Fields. So where did Justin Fields go in his draft class? What was that? 11th, 12th, 13th, whatever it was. They're not going to get more today going into his third year of his rookie deal. Whenever the, the bears, they don't, I, I don't think they have all that, much leverage but you you have a far better chance of getting a greater haul in return for that first overall pick because you have control of their their salary mm -hmm. for at least four years probably exercise that fifth year option in many situations but i i don't see as a situation where the bears are going to get the return that a lot of people are hoping if they would move justin fields do your due diligence as a franchise because i think it would be uh, you know, obviously suboptimal not to, but ultimately I think Justin Fields is a Chicago bear. I would love to see them move the pick, get extra draft capital, get something around him. Christ almighty, get something around him. They got well, Chase Claypool. Oh my God. He's a piece of, that. uh, but, but listen, we're t we're talking about yeah. What are we, we, we talking about? We're talking about Dante Pettis, Equinemius St. Brown, who's back in twenty three. They're giving another million bucks. Yeah. Byron Pringle, once you pop, you just can't stop. The seventy eight year old rookie, Villas Jones, Nikhil Harry. I'm probably gonna get yelled at because I'm I'm shouting here and my Cold kids gonna wake up. Good going, Dad. Yeah, those uh, receivers aren't creating any separation. Not that they should just clean house. I mean, they need a whole wide receiver crew uh to to help this kid out and create some separation so again unless their homework says unless they think internally this kid's just not going to evolve as a passer at all like if, they, if they're really down on him they know they can't keep up this pace running the offense this way then maybe you do look at a cj stroud and they surprise the world and there's some kind of trade or something but i just think he did show enough this year where they're, they're, they're going to believe in this kid and they're all in and uh they just got to get him help build around him See how he progresses in 23 with some legitimate weapons, okay? And if he doesn't, then you can explore. Because you'll have an early pick again. Then you can explore something in 24. Uh, but to throw out then, let's say they go Bryce Young at first overall. That team's not going to grow and get any better with the weapons around him. Little Bryce Young, that's, that's not going to work. So I, I I still think and I so I think there is little risk. We had a good conversation in the Discord the one day about the the risk that Fields presents. I right now I think there's little risk in his uh, job security in 23 at least. If you want to pivot off him, I'm all for it. Fine. I, he, he's highly valued. Obviously, you can get a higher end quarterback and maybe something in return. Uh, you know, higher end being obviously not as high. As, as Justin Fields, so I'm not talking about uh, Jalen Hurts or somebody up there, but I, I I don't think you should move him just to move him because you're worried about that risk. JBG, JBG, Justin Fields is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears week one through week 18 next year, barring injury. <laughs> See, he'll probably miss a game or two. <laughs> Bar, barring injury. Uh, or when he's benched because they're 17-0 and at that point in the season, or 16-0, and and they're going to rest them for the last week. No, they play the Lions twice. So definitely two wins there. Uh, anything else on Justin Fields? We went over a little bit. Surprise, surprise. Nothing I like else? Fields. I like Fields. Yeah, I mean, right. like everything I have against him is not against like him. It's the franchise that you kind of have to buy into. You look at last year's draft. They drafted Vellis Jones and then Ebner to help him in the seventh round. It's So are we going to say that they're going to go draft all offensive players? They're definitely not if they keep that 101. So they're going to have to trade back to try to add pieces. So that's just what kind of scares me here. And their defense is horrible. They, they, yeah, I mean, this, exactly. is a bad, this is a bad roster right now. Yep. So they need a lot of work. Yeah, but again, to speak to that, if you move Justin Fields, you're not getting a great return. No. And if you're looking to build in other ways uh, to solidify your defense, maybe your, your line either way, Bryce Young's not going to turn not that team around. Yeah, CJ Stroud's not going to turn that team around. 
But again, you need those clicks. You need that traction on Twitter. You got to throw something spicy out there. Oh, that's a spicy meatball. All right. Final thoughts. Anyway, for the 188th time, man, I'm throwing accents out there now. My Italian heritage is coming out. Dan, what do you got for our listeners? January 11th. It's going to be a long off-season, boys. Hey, a lot, a lot of off-season to look forward to, and we do. But, uh, you know, I'm still in playoff mode here. There's still the fantasy football to be played right now in the moment. Anyone in the Discord that wants to, you know, do anything postseason, I will be putting a, a playoff DFS from uh, DraftKings in our, in our Discord either tonight or tomorrow. Um, I, I signed up for an NFFC draft, doing some underdog drafts. So there is a lot of football to play if you're not quite ready for the dynasty startups like me so a lot more football boys mitch what do you got it's startup season john mentioned that next week we might do narrative we're we're not gonna do narrative we're gonna do startup strategy next week and it's going to be awesome that's right and we do have some data we we have three or four startups that people in our patreon have taken part in a few of them are uh, I think they're all essentially Dynasty Theory Patreon Discord leagues that I'm able to sit on the sideline and just really relax. So we'll be getting that data together. You know, I might even have some fancy spreadsheets for everybody next week. All right. Hope we have a pie chart. We will. We will bring your uh, charts. Bring your uh, appetite because we're going to be discussing some pie. All right. We hope everybody enjoyed the show. So next week, start up the week after. Maybe that's our narrative conversation. It's going to be a long off-season, a lot of great information, a lot of great conversations, and these are conversations that we're having all the time on the Dynasty Theory Patreon, the, the Discord chat. It is fantastic. It's 5 bucks a month. Come check it out. If you do not find value in it, bounce, but I think you'll stick around. I think you'll like it. Uh, so, yeah, there you have it. From Mitch Sorensen, Dan LaMagna, I'm John Bauer. We'll catch everybody next week. Peace.